You're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. So hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub here with me, Ked. And we've been talking in our happiness group this last month all about the well-being theme of learning. We've had lots of guest speakers down on the Tuesday night at the Granary Arts Cafe in Nantwich to uh, help our members learn new tricks and techniques to help them with their wellness. So we've had a session this week uh, on NLP. Our lovely Liz Parkin, who usually hosts a show with me, did a, a wonderful session about the things that she picked up from training to be a NLP practitioner. And uh, the previous week, we had Stu Mace come down to talk to us a little bit about meditation. As well as asking Stu to come down to the happiness of, I've managed to get him to come and record a podcast with me as well. So he is here with me today in our virtual studio on Zoom. Hi, Stu. How are you doing? Oh, uh, hi, Kedron. Yeah, I'm I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're excited. I'm getting a bit out of a, um, the habit of doing podcasts. You used to do them weekly and now they seem to be a little bit of ad hoc. So it's always nice to get back into the driving seat and um, invite new guests on, talk, especially to talk about well-being. So Stu, we first met, must have been at the end of last year when we first started doing the Happiness Hub. Uh, yeah. group she came down to the granary arts cafe and if, if i might say we hit it off pretty quickly and it was a, yeah. it was really nice to get to chat to you and learn a little bit about what you do and that's why i've asked you down today so you're um you are the life survival coach that's right isn't it yeah that that's right kids yeah i mean coaching i mean that's that's the sort of a title that i that i created for myself the life survival coach um Maybe I'll explain that. I, I, I was drawn to coaching through a number of events, you know, a chain reaction of things as, as sometimes you often find yourself in life, you know, one thing leads to another. And, and there was certainly a yearning to want to help people, I guess, um, is the easiest way of, of you know, get into the heart of what was what that yearning was, and uh, and I'd, I had things in my mind about doing psychology degrees and all sorts of things, and I was very fortunate um, to run into somebody who who was very generous in their support to train me um, to become a a, a coach um, through the International Coaching Federation method, and. Uh, which is a, a recognised, regulated body uh, globally. So I was very fortunate to get into there. And and coaching up to that point was, uh, I, I kind of, I, I had a bit of a, uh, what can I say? Um, when, I, when I followed the term life coach, mm-hmm. it was, I wasn't sure I was totally into it. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, whatever. I'm not sure about that. And and then I got to know more about it and how it works. And, and I was really interested because it, it's about moving forward. Um, it's about moving you on from a situation or to a point that you, something you want to change in your life. And so it's all about forward momentum. And having been through therapy and various counselling and all sorts of things in my past, which is all about questions and analysis i quite like this but anyway the life coach sort of name and i was thinking no i'm not sure anyway i went on a a dog walk with my beloved 
dog Hendrix and um, had some amazing moments of discovery with that dog, I can tell you, kids. And we were out in this beautiful, I know exactly where I was, and I was thinking about this and I'm thinking, well, what is it, what is it I would want? You know, if I was coming to somebody for some help, um, what was it, what, what, what would it be that I want? What have I been through in my life that would help me when I was in all of that chaos? What would it have been? And I came up with instantly life survival. I would want help surviving life. And so from that, I came up with the life survival coach. I thought, oh, yeah, that's better. That sounds better. Life survival coaching. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do this for. And then it all connected with me. It made more sense. Um, so I was happy then. I was, I was aligned with what it was that I, I was going to be doing. So that's, sorry, maybe a long way of answering your question. <laughs> why I'm the life survival coach. <laughs> no, it's interesting, wasn't it? Because I know that we had a bit of a chat before we started recording and um, I sent you some questions that I wanted to ask you. And you were, you were quite explicit about like, it's not a, a job role or a title as, it's, it, as it is. It's, it's your brand. It's what you do for people. And I quite like that. It makes me think of that Matt Haig book, uh, Reasons to Stay Alive. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think about that because yeah everything that we do with with wellness and and the job that I do and the stuff that you, I'm sure you do your life survival coaching is just helping people get the most out of life but finding yourself in life and and, and managing everything that kind of life throws at you and, and I always like to ask my my guests because I, I know there's always a backstory and you've been quite candid you know when you come down to the happiness hub about your own kind of your own kind of experience the reason that you wanted to help people isn't it and where you kind of find yourself in life would you would you share us a little bit about that would that be okay yeah yeah exactly thank you um yeah so i i, I think it's fair to fair to say i've had a, a um a turbulent life um i mean we, we've all got we've all got our stories and we've all got our problems and things i don't know anyone who hasn't I mean, I've, I've yet to come across anybody that hasn't um, got something that they that troubles them uh, is the easiest way of saying that. But, yeah, I, I've I've had a very uh, destructive life so from sort of childhood and, and still do. You know, it, it, it still goes on. Um, you know, there's still things that I'm working on. And, that, and that's the point when, you know, when you, you know, you mentioned about the month of February being learning at the Happiness Hub, you know, we're always learning. There's always areas um, of, of growth uh, and expansion um, within our thinking. But yeah, I was very typecast in my mind. The label that I had was that I was beyond help, um, that I was going to spend, you know, my life being depressed, very hateful of myself um angry resentful you know every negative thought pattern that you that, that or label that you could think of was was where i lived that was my home that was what i that's how i functioned mm -hmm. and i you know and, and barely functioning at times um you know is the irony in that you know but that they those were that was that's who i was it was it was very destructive. Um, so everything from drink, drugs, relationships, anything was treated the same way. There was a kind of always a feeling, kids, of of the well, it's going to go wrong, so I might as well screw it up. Yeah. You know, it was 
it was just my default setting and because of that i had this you know my my ego which i was unaware of in those terms back then i i was i loved feeling that i was unique that i was beyond help you know that was the thing that that i made all my misery <laughs> attractive was that that no one could help me no one could save me yeah i went through various forms of 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 therapy and counseling and um you know holistic stuff retreats it, it went on and on but that was how i kept sort of coming back to you know nah, nothing's gonna nothing's gonna save me and um and i guess and i could talk i could talk about that all day long about that side of me even though i don't sort of recognize that side of me too much now it's still there those thought patterns are still there but i think with all the work that i've done and and um certainly in the last sort of 10 years i've really turned things around meditation like when i spoke about at the group that's been a, a, a key uh, element to that but it's that change that i've gone through to where i'm at now and having tools and awareness of myself to stop the worst of of that stuff coming back because it, it still wants to you know come into my life and, it, and it's it's being able to do that that made me want to share uh share this, this place that i'm in now and 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 this you know <laughs> that word the journey i've been on you know but that's certainly that drove me to I guess want to help people because I, my my feelings were, were, were very clear, Kedron. Given a little insight into to how I was, and I used to have the, I, another thing I used to say was if you if you cut me open, you know you'd find blackness running through me. That's that's how I felt, yeah. right? And so to come from a place like that and all the mess and the chaos to where I'm at now. I can really say this uh, 100% with confidence. If I can do that, if I can do that, I'm telling you, anyone can do it. Mm -hmm. Because of because of because of how low uh, everything was. So that's a little insight into where where things were, and yeah, things are much much better now. I, I you know it doesn't as I say it doesn't stop that stuff from being there. The adversity and challenges of life are enough to floor us every day, you know. But there's um, there's there's a, there's a, a, a system in place that's that's come about through some real hard work on myself. Yeah. Thank thanks for sharing that because I think so. There's an awful lot to unpack there, and I think if anybody's listening mm. to this and feeling a similar sort of way, um, it is a horrible place to be in, and. It, I, I I can, can relate to that a, a little bit, particularly, I'd say, in my teenage years, because I'm not quite sure how old you are, Stu. I think we're probably around a similar sort of age. Um, but, you know, that whole teenage... I'm 24, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I've just had my 21st <laughs> birthday uh, again. <laughs> um, but, you know, that whole teenage angst. And it always reminds me, some of the things that you were saying there, um, of, of a Kurt Cobain lyric where he says, I miss the comfort in being sad. And this is something yeah. me and Lizzie have talked about quite often, is about secondary games and, you know, when when you're in a dark place, I'm not saying by all means it's, it's it's a great place and people use it to their advantage, but it's just like you get almost it becoming your norm and then you're comfortable with it in some way, weird, strange, 
sort of sense of, of, of that word. But also, you know, that thing that you mentioned there about you thought, you know, had this process about I'm unique and I'm beyond help and, you know, all that kind of process going on there. That's keeping you there as well. I think the and this is where you have no alternative way of thinking. Mm. You, you will believe that, yeah, you know, yeah. you will have this belief system. You will have a story that you tell yourself and the way that the mind works and the way that, you know, we touched on it, our ego. And let's, you know, be very clear here. The ego isn't necessarily what stereotypically people sometimes think of. It's like, oh, look at me, how great I am. Mm. That side of egotism. You know, the ego is is almost a, 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 a manifestation of something else that lives within us. And that is created by natural human instinct stuff, the need to survive. And, and then it's the conditioned thoughts that we give ourselves. So this, this thing is growing inside us. And, you know, if you don't have any idea what to do about that, it will take over and it will love to just feed on this destructive dark side that's what it likes it likes attention through mm. that so yeah it is very firmly at home in many of us in some very severe ways in less severe ways but it's very pervasive it, it, it you know it, it operates in in, <laughs> in very clever ways so yeah we do find ourselves just neatly sitting there thinking that's me that's who i am and i certainly like i just mentioned was was very happy you know painfully happy in that misery that i that i was in and um and so to change that story to dismantle that sort of that framework within us is is a hard job yeah. It's a hard job. There's a lot of acceptance that has to come into it, first of all, but it's a tough, tough job and, and be under no illusion. You know, it, it, it is a it, it's a lifetime's work. It's a lifetime's work, but it's it's the best job. It's the best exploration you will, the best mission, the best journey that you will ever go on is, is to take that thing on. Very scary to, to, to start unpacking that as well, though, isn't it? I mean, there's a... a like you say, it's the best thing to do, that whole sort of self-awareness and understanding who you are, but bloody hell, can it be scary? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> mate. It's a cliche, maybe. It's overused term at times, but the the kind of moment of surrender when you, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't do this to myself anymore. You know, when you hit that, when you hit that bottom, whatever that bottom might be, mm-hmm. and there comes a time where, you know, and it does happen, and it may be gnawing away at some of our listeners, you know, today, you know, that, that thing, I've got to do something. I've got to, I, 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 it is scary. Honestly, the freedom that comes from, from then doing, taking action and taking some steps um, towards understanding it and then moving out from it are the, the biggest, smallest, most amazing steps that you're that you'll take so you, you talked a little bit there about your your I know you say you don't like to use it the cliche about your journey but what kind of helped you get into a better place so you talked about you tried lots of different therapies and I know meditation is something that's 
um, that's something that you practice and that's why we asked you to come down to to share with our members but what kind of things worked for you because I know different things work for everybody don't they you've got to find what works for you right but in all the things I mean I can only talk from my own experience yeah. and you know from from what it is that I'm what I'm doing and, and, and the work that I think is uh, it's been beneficial to me and and it's also it, it is picking up on uh i you know i have an amazing team uh team bench if you like behind me of of some amazing inspirational people that i've learned from so you know having having resources having that sort of stuff sorry i'm getting distracted there in my in my own sort of desire to kind of run <laughs> off and, and start talking about all this stuff but yeah you know, the things that work for me are, and what I've done, Kedron, is is kind of create a, a system, my own, um, if you like, self-care system, which I know if I do, if I do these things, right, then I am going to be able to deal um, with what, what life throws at me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to deal with the uncertainties because you know life is life will never be certain you know we never have control of it don't ever think that oh if if i can only get control of this if i can only get control of that it's going to change you know instantly changing so having having certainty whilst things around you are changing um i need uh, a system in place a routine if you want to call it that way uh, a lot of these things i do in the morning before I have to actually sort of deal with the the world mm-hmm. uh, before I give myself away uh, to whatever uh, it, you know I'm asked to do that day um, and in my system it's yeah meditation is is number one that's there and you know there's there's a whole conversation on that alone um i i have uh, i have a routine where I, I was introduced to the amazing wim hof a few years back so cold therapy is part of my system so cold showers um and a number of his breathwork techniques you know breathwork is an amazing way to um clear the mind um, so we've got we've got things act. So in a couple of things there, we've got things that are activating presence and stillness in my mind, which is what I personally need. I personally need to keep that thing in my head as as calm as possible. So meditation, breath work, cold therapy. You might think that getting into a cold shower, what what's that going to do? That's actually going to cause me pain. Well, it doesn't. It wakes up your immune system. It clears your head. It sparks up a different kind of biochemistry. I can't talk about this anywhere near as well as Wim Hof and others do. But all I can tell you, Kez, is it works for me. Journaling. I journal my thoughts every day. I journal. Um, I get that stuff that I'm thinking and and you know and it, it, it's still quite bleak at times i get that stuff out exercise you know exercise is hugely important to generate blood flow in the brain the brain is so important in our body's function anyway so these activators um help our brain sort of uh, behave well and, and at the end of the day having done all this stuff your sleep's better as well but these things are these are some of the things there are other things that i do as well but this is some of it and a lot of this i do at the beginning of the day i get up super early 
so I can do this. But I know that if I do it, then my day is going to go okay. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever sort of comes, it's going to work. But that, to get into that way of life, it didn't just happen. No, I'm going to say it's quite a lot to do there. You know, if if, if one of our listeners, yeah, it's and you know, I've got to do all of those things. Where where do I start? No, you don't. Don't have to do all those things. You do what you do what you have to do for yourself. If you don't take control of the one thing you can control, take control of, which is yourself yeah. and what you do about yourself, then all these things will be forever pulling you left, right, and centre. You will be at the mercy of everything that's going on around you, and therefore you will stay in that story that you have about yourself because you will never leave it. Okay, so this is where where I eventually got out of my self misery and self self sort of pity and I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not sort of um devaluing people's problems here because I know they're very real but at the end of the day I was the one who was was stopping myself from yeah. from doing anything about it and so making that big step started with very small steps and that's how you get to the point of having this kind of system in your life is having these small steps of change. A book that I like to quote from a lot is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a fantastic book for people who want to create good habits in their life. I would recommend that book mm -hmm. uh, wholeheartedly. And, it, and it, it, it talks about how you can make these changes in life, starting very small, so yeah, don't think everybody you start got to get you know got to get up at silly o'clock in the morning to find time for cold showers and running half marathons and breathing and you know meditating and all this stuff. No, but you start with small things that you can do, yeah. and those things over time um, build up. And you know, on its own, it might might look nothing like nothing, but do it every day ideally it builds up and so this resilience inside me now this strength this clarity of mind is a is a result of of all of that's gone before me because nothing goes to waste in this sort of stuff it all adds up sorry if i if i answered your, your question <laughs> yeah um we talked about yeah you have answered my question very thoroughly thank you Stu. Um, and i think this the important thing like um, if you're in that place that you were in before and you're wanting to change stuff, it sometimes it might have to be small steps to start because you're change. It's a change. You've been living this, like you say, story for so long that it's going to take practice. And we talked about meditation. You said that after how many years is it now you've been practicing meditation? Uh, Ten years I've been meditating. Yeah. Yeah. And and you said you said uh, when you came along to the group that you're. You know, you're still learning things about meditation and the more that you do anything, like Ben yeah. that comes down to our session, he says like the brain is a muscle like anything else. And, you know, you don't expect to go to the gym and come back with a six pack. You don't expect to do like one one meditation and then you're completely oh. zen for the rest of your life. It's something that you have to keep doing and practicing it. And the more you do it and the better you get. But I suppose if our listeners were... were, were um, you know listening as it were for you personally how how did you start what was like your first step from where you were to you know what what was the first thing that you did or where did you go to find this information or what did you do 
Yeah. Okay. So I think I think underneath all of uh, all of the backdrop to that sort of pain and and, and sadness that I that I, that I that I went through in life and and this you know feeling of being being beyond help. There was also um, there wasn't there was another side of me that was kind of um, saying you know this isn't this isn't right. Mm. You know, there was a there was a there was a and I didn't understand what that was at the time. I didn't know where that came from, but something was not let letting me end it all. It was telling me that there was something else. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a feeling, and I, and I think maybe this is what I was touching on when people know that there's something they've got to do about making change in their life. It's coming. Where is that coming from? Where is that feeling? That voice that intuition where where does that come from and i tried meditating um previously and um it you know i i had i i didn't really get i didn't really know what i was doing with mm. it and um and then my now wife um my partner at the time and i messed that up <laughs> i really messed that whole thing up and Thankfully, she held uh, held belief in me and got me a book, and it was called Conquest of Mind by Eknath Eswaran, who became my kind of guru, um, this wonderful Indian guy, and his style of meditation, his his book about how the mind works um, and how ultimately there's a deeper sense of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, that exists in us a deeper sense of purpose that was the sort of light bulb moment was coming into contact with something that I'd been feeling through my life this uh, juxtaposition this paradox of all of this pain and hurt but yet there's something else mm-hmm. you know and this book um and meditation can open that path up. It could be labeled spirituality. Um, basically that is, in my mind, is, is basically just better mental health, better mental hygiene is what that whole area of conversation to me is. And, and so if, if, that, if that was what started it off, a journey into spirituality, then that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was a journey into that step, understanding what this deeper sense of who I am was or is. And that was the step I took, Kedron, through through that book. I was lucky to have that. And now there is so much stuff out there on YouTube and resources that that is there to make that process um, a lot more accessible. But that's how it started with me. And the meditation I learned then, which was passage meditation, which was learning, you know, saying words in my head. It was a, a an inspirational. It was a prayer of St. Francis of Assisi, which is basically your highest ideals that you could ever strive to be as a person, as a human being. I was saying that over and over again in my head in meditation, and from that became this journey into awareness 
my deeper sense of being presence and stillness and that was the transformative moment for me um, and things started to make sense yeah. because that is the nature of who we are that is our real nature nature exists not just outside of our front door and in the trees and the skies it exists within us yeah. and it's and it's when you start waking that thing up and that's that's how it started for me and i think um from from everything that i've done and all the conversations i've had and all the stuff that i i follow that could be the same for everybody i don't think anyone is exempt from that that there is a a way out of 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 those labels and those stories that we have if you go down that that route yeah yeah like you say and you talked about it when you came down to the, to the group about there's so much more stuff out there about wellness there's podcasts you can listen to you talked about the uh, different apps that you can now have uh, like calm and headspace that will talk you through a guided meditation which you did very kindly and I'm still a little bit going like I'm sure you're the headspace guy <laughs> <That doesn't matter. laughs> and if you want you need to do your own guided meditations but it is, it is like you say it's so much uh, more accessible for people but also Re again really want to re reiterate to people that if you've tried something and it hasn't worked again it's doing it and um, being consistent um I did a podcast a little while ago uh, with a with another coach Liam Hand and he he did a whole session around self-care and he said you know it's the consistency but not giving yourself a bad time if you've missed a meditation in the morning or one day it's just going okay don't give yourself a hard time about it come back to it the next day but also, if you try something and it hasn't worked for you, that's okay. Just pick up something else. Try something else. There's so much, like you said, about having this bag of tools or this like self a self-care plan. It's just building that up for yourself and just picking stuff and going, yeah, I really like that. I enjoy that. That, that resonates with me. That brings up stuff with me. Like Lizzie spoke on Tuesday night about NLP. She said she kind of came across it and it was just like, as soon as they were talking about those pillars of, of excellence, she was like, yeah, this, this is clicking loads of boxes. I can really um, relate to this. It's find, finding your own stuff, isn't it? It's really important. It, it is. It is, mate. Um, it, is, it, it has to work for you. Those activators that, um, if you like, awaken some of these deeper states of consciousness. You know, I don't want to get too sort of heavy. And apologies to anybody if, if some of the, the way I explain things or the language maybe go over people's heads, but um, I, I, I try and remember that. But yeah, activating those those deeper states of of yourself. Let's put it that way. That aren't troubled by the storms of the mind. That is beneath that surface of thought and stimulus and response, which creates most of our problems. So you need to find those things that activate beneath that. And once you find them, and this is where you have to be disciplined. You know, we. This is where everybody who has an interest in in their well-being has to be really honest uh, because this is how it works this is what i had to do in the end was i had to be brutally brutally honest with myself and i, and I mentioned my wife earlier on and she she certainly was someone who, who made that very clear from from her personal experiences you have to be honest with yourself mm. okay and and so when i when i went through that process as well 
then I realized, no, I've got to do this. No one's going to do this for me. There isn't a magic wand. There isn't anything that, that you can take as a, as a magic pill that fixes this stuff. It doesn't work, okay? And, and whatever you're sold by companies or things that we can make this better, we can make that better, it's going to be you. It's going to be what you do for yourself. Whatever it is that you want to change in life, you know, I'm talking about, uh, maybe some deeper issues here, but I work with people that also maybe just want to change their career. You know, they want to do something that's, that they feel is more them. You know, they might be having a, a problem in their relationship. They might want to change some something in their lifestyle. You know, we've all got something that we're ultimately trying to change, to be better from. But you've got to be very honest about that to know that the only way this is going to work is if I do it, is if I turn up for myself and do this stuff and you know we were talking about there you, you touched on there about the consistency it is consistency over um, intensity yeah. that was a phrase I learned from Brene Brown intensity uh, 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 consistency over intensity or quality so doing something more uh, than not creates evidence that you're doing something about it. It doesn't have to be uh, the best all the time or, you know, life changing all the time that you have, that you do these things. Sometimes the things that I still do and, and others do in the journey to sort of uh, understanding themselves better or success in life, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's tough. And it's, it's those days where you're grinding it out but they're the, they're, they're the days that, that, that add up. They're the ones that come to your rescue when you really need it. You know, mm -hmm. So it is being consistent. Having a reality check in your expectations, you know, what's going to come from it. This isn't suddenly going to change overnight. This is a long process. And that, that phrase um, that I may have said to you already, we, are not our, we don't rise to our goals. We fall to our system. All right? So you don't just miraculously rise to that thing that you want to change in life. You will only be as good as what you are doing about it. Mm -hmm. That's how it will always be. You can trust on one thing in life. You'll only be as good as what you're doing about something. Yeah. Anything else that you think about that you want to do is, it, it, you know, it's there somewhere, but you'll only be as good as what you're doing about it today. Mm -hmm. All right. So making making these changes, making these small things, however laborious it might seem, they are the route towards that thing that you want to. So you become what you want to be by doing the things now. You don't just all or nothing approach and then which we all do at times. Quick fix. But it never lasts. It will, just, it will just fail. You'll just come back to what you're doing. I am I, I'm a big fan and I don't want to give a shout out to another podcast on my podcast, but I'm a big fan of um, uh, Rongan Chatterjee. And I listened to one of his podcasts recently with uh, a lady who had written, um, she's written several books, something, something around five, five minutes or the five, four, three, two, one system. But she was talking exactly about what you said there about uh, making that transition from thinking about stuff to actually doing it. And she says, you know, so many people are stuck in this what ifs and catastrophizing. And it's taking that step from thinking about all these stuff that we want to do and our careers and aspirations and actually putting it into practice. 
Um, and it was it was really revealing. And I think it's another book and a couple of books that you mentioned that I'm going to have to go out and buy to <laughs> add to my stack of, of, of well-being books. But I'm just kind of aware of time, Stu, and I think I'm going to have to yeah. invite you back on to the podcast to talk more about stuff. <laughs> uh, but before I ask you about what makes you happy and um, what you do for your own wellness, um, which I think you've already covered, really, the well, what you do for your own wellness. But you talked a little bit about your you as a life, uh, the life survival coach. So you talked a little bit about there uh, um, helping people with careers. You talked about helping people with relationships. So what kind of services is it that you give to people? If, if somebody was wanting to make some of these changes that we've talked about today, is that something that you help people with? And what's what kind of things do you do for, for, for your clients? Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's there's a, there's a process with coaching, which is obviously understanding where where we are now. You know, you've got to meet people where they are in their life now. And so understanding where we are now um, and then what it is, where it is they're trying to get to. And sometimes, you know, kids, people aren't really certain. They just know that there's something. Some, You know, obviously some people can turn up and know exactly, right, I'm fed up with my work. I want to be this. And, and then we find out what the blocks are, what's really stopping, what's what's really at the heart of this. And that's that's when you are moving forward, that's where these blocks, these old belief systems start showing up. And doing the work, it's being accountable. This is again sort of taking that stuff on. So what what I help people with is is yeah, is recognizing where they are now. So there's that sort of level of acceptance, uh, figuring out what it is that that it is they're trying to change or trying to get to that might not be the actual thing we might find out from a couple of sessions or more what the real thing is um but and and that all comes down to uh personal insight um and it's very it's a very positive experience i think with coaching because i said it's not necessarily looking too far back into the traumas because invariably i think people that come to coaching have maybe tried some things looked at things maybe have some idea of what what it is that they that's stopping them so there may be a level of understanding already maybe there isn't all right and on a basic level which is why life survival is is interesting to me i can help people clarify that Mm -hmm. so if if you don't have any idea and you're just feeling like i you know i i do want to do something great yeah, that's that's as good a place as any to start, right? But others will have maybe thoughts that are a bit further down the line. Um, and so, yeah, we you can get hold of me through my website. I don't do much social media. I'm a I'm I'm very old school. You are, you mentioned my age. I turned fifty last year, kids. Oh, so you know, so <laughs> I'm I'm stuck. I don't I don't embrace. Uh, that side of things too much mm-hmm. i know i should but i don't but i have my website which i'm quite pleased that i i, I at least built that i did that <laughs> um you know and that was a massive challenge you know you you know you think about things you know all these steps that we we take i mean that was a huge thing for me to do but i really love doing it in the end creating creating my website but um what i um wanted to say to people um wherever they are at the moment in and in this sort of beginning of awareness that there is something they want to do or that they're just sick of something in their life that they want to uh, face and they don't know where to start um, 
or if the, the pandemic has left a whole ton of um, increased anxiety and uncertainty in their life. And I went through it this morning, thinking Russia invading Ukraine today. Um, so I, I immediately went into fear of death mode mm. and coming onto this podcast, what the hell do I know? I'm not good enough mode. I had all of these things. Yeah, yeah bombarding me and so yeah I went into my routine and did my stuff and you know that stuff is going to keep coming so if people are dealing with those kind of issues that they just find that they're overwhelmed by day-to-day -day stuff let alone what it is that they feel they want to do for themselves and they want to get in touch with me yeah we've got the website we've obviously got you lovely selves Heads and Lizzie and everybody at the, the you know the happiness hub um, but what I am doing at the moment is giving um, this help for free but there is a charitable donation in return so animal welfare and mental health uh, so like the charity mind for example there would be a donation for that but I can we can we can have a session and I can help you get going with something getting in place that might start you on a very exciting journey um, into uh, a, a, an area of life that um, you're, you're, you're probably dying to get to uh, already. Um, and you may know what that is, you may not know what that is, but we might be able to have a chance of uh, working it out if we, uh, if we had a chat. Yeah, bang your heads together. Two brains are better than one. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Well, what we'll do is, um, Stu, is for listeners, um, I will link your website um, in, the, in the show notes below. Um, and I'll also put some links to some of those books that we've talked about today as well, if people wanted to do a little bit of reading um, or finding stuff. But also, um, we're working together. So I know, Stu, you very kindly offered, since we've been meeting, to help me with just helping me decide what direction and even getting on a direction towards where I want to be career-wise. Because um, I can relate completely to what you were saying. I'm, I've always been a bit of a drifter and let life kind of dictate what's going on for me. And it's got me to a certain point, but I've got to, to that point where I'm like, now I need to take more control of this. I am in control of my own destiny. And I have to, as Lizzie would say, pull me big girl pants on, me big positive <laughs> pants on and think about, um, you know, what I want out from the, the rest of my days here on planet Earth. So I appreciate that. And, and it's fantastic that you're offering some of those services for, for local charities as well, which is great. So thank you very much, Stu, for that. So we are we are coming to the no end problem. of the podcast and you've been very, very generous with your time, both in coming down to the Happiness Hub and, and coming on the podcast and helping me personally too. So it is a happiness hub. So you've talked a little bit about what you do for your, your well-being. Um, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. You can tell us a little bit more of that. But also, you know, what makes you happy, which is obviously mm. your well-being too. What's, what's, what's your top things? Oh, mate. I think, uh, let me think how I can answer this. Yeah, I think you know, the, the, big, the big shift from everything now. I mean, to answer, to answer that question, it's the simple things, mm -hmm. right? It's the simple things that make me happy. And I, I, previously in my uh, earlier life, it was, you know, this sort of all or nothing excess, looking for something to make me happy stuff. And, um, you know, and as we as, as we kind of perhaps know, that, that it, it never works, you know, it never works. And 
you know, I spent a lot of money on stuff, you know, I, I going to see bands, seeing music, you know, I love that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and I still, I still will do that because that's what my music is my thing. Music is is amazing uh in what, what what it can do so music makes me happy but the simple things so what i mean by that it's like it's ultimately gratitude i think keds is mm-hmm. is, the, is the real shift in all of this and um three years ago i started uh, a gratitude journal and i know this is something a tool that that has been well sort of publicized as, as a way of, of helping but i've been doing mine for three years now every day i write at least three things sometimes it's more sometimes it's 10 12 you know it depends what's going on but at least three things a day and i've never missed that in those three years and i think what it's done is it's it's changed it's it's shifted this mindset so when i say like the simple things um i get an immense amount of happiness and joy at (laughs) everything really these tiny little things whether it's birds in the trees or flicking a switch and getting power you know these are things that you take for granted but you know they're all around us and you know the air that we breathe and my body and um the people in my life and my experiences i i, I could go on and on and on you'd have to look at all my books i guess because i think that i'm going to quote um david standall rust i think he's the guy um you can find him on youtube and he, he he summed this up beautifully i think that the root of joy um the root of joy root of happiness is is gratefulness it's not joy it's not happiness that makes us uh grateful it's gratitude that makes us joyful or makes us happy so it's it's gratitude that makes us helpful, uh, makes us happy. And it's and I, and I think that's summed up why I just said that all this all these days of, of checking in on gratitude kind of gives me a sense of happiness now that's just there. Alright, so that's it's a, it's it's a, a big way of answering your question. But it's in all of those small things. That's where I'm happy now. And being happy in having not such a raging mind I mean, that's the biggest thing I can tell anybody from all of this, that if, if you do this work, however you feel about yourself, the, the sense of sense of pride that you get um, and the strength from it is uh, is life changing. And I never thought I'd feel that way about myself. So I've got I've got happiness um, inside me um, on, on massive amounts, Kedron. Sorry, I do like to go on, don't I? <laughs> Tell how passionate you are about it. Since that first day you walked into our happiness hub and speaking to you now, it comes from you about like how passionate because you've experienced it and it's worked for you and you want to help others as well. So definitely think we need to get you back down on the podcast, you and, and back down to the happiness hub because next month we will going to be talking um, about our last five ways to well-being which is all about um take taking notice mindfulness and awareness and i know you talked a lot about that when you did our um the meditation session and i know you've kindly agreed to maybe help us talk uh, talk a little bit about the awareness stuff so i'd love love to get you back down to the happiness hub and and, and back on the podcast to talk about that because that is such such a big thing with well uh, well uh, wellness because if you're not aware how how the blooming heck are you yeah. still it 
And that's that's the first step, isn't it? That awareness. It, it is everything. I mean, I'll end on on that one because it's it is it, it is everything. You know, uh, Eckhart Tolle um, beautifully, from my eyes, to the fact that we you know we are not, or, or you know, don't just be the thoughts and emotions. Be the awareness behind them. Mm -hmm. Right, your thoughts and emotions are what drives you crazy, or obviously sometimes makes you happy, of course. But invariably, it's what's driving you to a point of wanting more all the time, or wanting this, or um, self-judgment, or comparison. You know, it all comes from thoughts and emotions. Um, but there is an awareness behind all of that. And when you when you connect with that awareness, when you start cultivating awareness through all of these little things, it doesn't matter if you're meditating or or whatever the other stuff, cold showers or or, or running uh, or whatever it is, but it, it creates this other dimension of awareness. And when you start getting that, mate, and you start seeing your thoughts and emotions playing out in front of you, my God, you take control. You take control of your mind of your day, of what you do next. You know, you're not at the mercy of those thoughts and emotions. And that might be hard for people to understand. What are you talking about? I am my thoughts and emotions. That's just me. That's just what I am. Well, I used to think that, and I'm telling you, there's more to it. There is more, much, much, way, way, way more than you could ever imagine that's behind it. And I'm telling you, that is the stuff that you want to get to. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Well, that's a great ending to our podcast, you. So I'm going to get you to come back on and talk about that more, if you don't mind. So it's, it's been it's lovely, pleasure. lovely to chat to you, as always. I do find you very inspirational. And um, it's, it's so good for me being able to have these chats with all the wonderful people that we, we've had come down to the, the well-being, um, to the Happiness Hub. It's, it's been amazing. So thank you so much, Stu, for, for joining me today. Uh, thank you. Thank you for doing this. Crikey, uh, with your busy life and finding time for this and, and the help that you're putting out there for people. Yeah, amazing work, Kedron. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Feeling the love now, Stu. <laughs> you got it. You know. All right, well, take care, <laughs> Stu, and I'm sure I shall speak to you soon. Absolutely. You look after yourself, Kedron. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Happiness Hub with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.